Welcome to Podcast Versus Player, episode 112. I'm one of your hosts, Cal, and as always, I'm joined by a man who has been complaining about Boy George's reptile as it bit five people in one day. He needs a karma chameleon. It's only bloody damn. That was awful. That was amazing. That, that was, was awful. comedy gold. Not only was it awful, it was nothing to do with games either. It wasn't. I, I was on a whim, man. Oh. Speaking of funny, though, why don't you tell everyone your post from like six years ago that made me laugh? <laughs> um, I can't remember what it is now. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to get my phone. No, out I, I, I think I can. I think it was uh, the British equivalent of a fortune cookie is a pie with a gas bill in it. <laughs> oh, I thought that was really funny. I, I'm, I'm almost positive that I haven't come up with that. Like it, I, sound, it sounds too funny for you. It, it, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you sort of read something like that and you just go, "Oh man, I'm well funny," and then you think about it and go. Am I? No, surely not. That's way too witty and smart. I bet, I bet if you Googled it, it would come up with like a stand-up show or something I've seen. It Probably, in. yeah. I'm, I'm going to have a look from one of my statuses from six years ago. Yeah, I'm sure it was equally funny. It would have been. It would have been. There would have been two. Um, <laughs> Happy Christmas, you filthy animals. And Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe a picture or two. Anyway... Comedy aside, Dan, would you like some news? As long as it's good, I need some good news today. Uh, pretty good. I don't know whether it's good, good, but it, not bad news. Okay. Right. Uh, last week, AMD announced its newest series of high-end graphics cards, uh, the RX Vega, which introduced a number of new technologies on the PC platform. However, it's since emerged that these technologies could also lead to massive performance boosts on the PlayStation 4 Pro. The PS4 Pro includes a chip manufactured by AMD based on its Polaris architecture, which is how the technology is able to come to the platform. However, despite the fact the PS4 Pro's upcoming competitor, the Xbox One X is also built using AMD technology, Microsoft has opted not to include the new functionality. In essence, the new technology, dubbed Rapid Packed Math, allows for double the amount of operations to be conducted when less precision is required by switching from full float to half float operations. In other words, when 32 bits of precision are not required, the GPU could instead run two 16-bit operations in parallel, thus effectively doubling processing throughout. Now, Dan... Jesus Christ! That is a lot of jargon. And information, absolutely. Um... Where was I going to go with that? Uh, for example, a shader may be calculating colours where 32 bits of accuracy is unnecessary, and in this instance could drop to 16 bits to save performance. One developer who was spoken to at the show, Dan Horbury at Madfellow Games, described this technology as being like, quote, hyperthreading for GPUs. So that's quite interesting. Whatever the fuck hyperthreading is. Well, hyperthreading is used on, it's usually used on CPUs. To allow like unused parts of a processor to act in parallel to perform actions, like at the same time. So it it it, it basically uses your GPU and CPU and levels out and helps things run smoothly and shit. Right. The next time I say, "Have you got some good news?" and you say, oh, "I've just got some <laughs> news," maybe just clarify by saying, "I've got some really boring news." All right. Well, it's getting to the interesting bit, Dan. Fuck me. Go on then. 
Alright, prior to the PS4 Pro's launch, um, system architect Mark Cerny revealed that the technique could effectively lead to doubling in um, performance. So, the PS4 Pro is 4.2 teraflops, that awesome fucking word. Um, do we have a t-shirt about Yeah, and the Xbox, we do, it's on the store. Um, the Xbox One X has 6 teraflops of graphical performance and it will not support rapid pack math. So, with rapid pack math, the 4.2 teraflops on the PS4 Pro could double to 8.4. Meaning? No, nobody knows what teraflops are. No. I mean, this, this is, do you know what this is? This is just the modern day equivalent of just like, oh, this is an 8-bit console. Ah, well, this one's 16, so it's better. Yeah. Well, is it, does it really mean that it is? Or does it mean that... It, is there going to be a noticeable difference? I think... I, I, I think AMD and Sony are both playing this up a lot more. Um, I mean, it's good, and um, the the this rapid pack math, I think, is going to bridge the because there's quite a big difference between the Pro and the the X, and I think this could help bridge that gap a lot more narrower than it is at the moment. Um, but at the moment, AMD have said um, the new Wolfenstein game Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus and Far Cry 5 will use this rapid pack technology rapid yeah. pack math technology um, so this could be awesome and it could help the PS4 Pro maybe outperform or be on par with the Xbox One X in terms of graphics and speed and performance and stuff but only if game developers use that rapid pack math shit Yeah. so I mean a lot of people have literally looked at it and gone the Xbox One X is 6 teraflops, the most powerful console in the world, but now the PS4 Pro is 8.4 teraflops. It's the most powerful console in the world. It won't be. <laughs> it's still got slower um, RAM and everything else, so it's still going to be not as powerful. But I take um, it this is all hypothetical, though. It's just like, as long as hypothetically it, it that's how it works. Well, I don't know, because I think if the shoe was on the other foot, if Microsoft had opted to use this rapid pack math technology then obviously theirs would double to 12 teraflops instead of it just being 6 and I think they'd be like it's 12 teraflops, it's the most powerful console in the world, it wouldn't be 12 teraflops Well what would this mean for let's say your casual gamers people who will Dick Rogers all (laughs) Can I play Call of Duty on it? (laughs) Yes, I don't care then but uh, I mean it's going to look good, it's going to help it is going to help the PS4 Pro. Um, it's going to be able to render in a lot more um, textures and stuff, and it's going to be able to. It's, it's going to make it look better, and it will. Whether that will make any difference at all, will rely on the games, yeah. as always. Even without this, if the PS4 Pro had, well, if the PS4 has more games than the Xbox, then it doesn't matter how powerful the Xbox is. Because if there's no games that's worth shelling out 500 quid for, yeah. then you may as well just stick with an Xbox One S. Well, or yeah. even just a, an original Xbox One. That's that's the same story for pretty much anything, though. Yeah, yeah. So well, like yeah, if, but. If there's not enough for it, then there's no point in getting it. It's. I mean, I don't want to talk about this too much, but. Oh, really? What a shame. When, <laughs> when you look at, like, a lot of people have complained and said, 500 quid? For an Xbox One X, when it, it all it does is make the games that I can already play on my Xbox One or my Xbox One S better. Then what's the point? Yet they'll go and buy an iPhone Seven. 
well, for seven hundred pounds. But yeah, you're right. No, but that's pretty much the general public in in some capacity, um, where it's a phone which is far, 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 far less powerful than an Xbox One S, and it costs like upwards of three hundred pounds more. Yet they're perfectly happy to do that. Yeah, but you can't call someone on an Xbox One X. Skype, connect. We've come full circle. <laughs> There's no connect for it. It's not connect three that I haven't been told about. Is that? No, you can you can use the like the Xbox One the the Xbox One Connect works on it. I, does anyone have one of those anymore? Probably, but you also have to buy an adapter because it hasn't got the connect port. <laughs> really? Why? Adapter, why yeah. wouldn't they have? Uh, a connector port for something that they have so much faith in. I don't know because they said they wasn't gonna, they wasn't gonna stop supporting it and give up on it. Yeah, yeah, it seems weird. Then, yeah, they, well, they also say it was mandatory to use the Xbox. <laughs> they say a lot of things, don't they? Yeah, it might not be six teraflops. <laughs> this might be using rapid pack, rapid pack math technology, and it's only three teraflops. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's like, like the um, angry video game nerd. He's he's some really good videos on like console history and mm. like what he calls the uh, the bit wars you know so yeah. like your NES versus the um, Mega Drive or Genesis no no you're SNES that yeah. is that's what you said wasn't it no I said did, oh, did you say NES sorry yeah 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 so you, you know it's just sort Master of all system. these well, this is better than this and this is better than this and because it just it's a numbers game so this yeah. is 8 this is 16 this is 64 whatever um, but there was like there was something he did with because like the, the Mega Drive had something called blast processing yeah, which was like what helped things happen faster, basically. Well, that was the pitch they used, but that's all like fanboys of the like the Mega Drive would just go, yeah. Well, it's got blast processing. It was like, well, for one, that's just a buzzword, buzzword. that you don't yeah. understand. To be um, fair, though, the Mega Drive slash Genesis did have it had a chip in it. Uh, well, it had more than one, <laughs> but um, it was made of wood that that, yeah, <laughs> that helped um, with audio. And audio in every game was always better on a Mega Drive than it was on an SNES. Yeah, but this, that always. wasn't anything to do with that, though. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. Audio-wise, could be it. Yeah, but again, though, it's, it's like if you're looking at the library and you say, "Well, you know, I don't want to get a Mega Drive or a Genesis because, I'm, you know, my Super Nintendo library is fucking massive and it's full of sweet yeah. games. So why, yeah. why would I want to get something else that looks slightly better? It's it's the it same wasn't. old argument. It's just going to go on forever and ever and ever. Yeah, but Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> that was a, that was a really good fucking campaign, though. No fucking what? That's a that's real good. But that, like, that, it, that was when Sega was on top form. <laughs> yeah. And now, Alien Colonial Marines. Ugh. Yeah, I suppose. Although the condemned. Yeah, Total War. Yeah, actually, you know what? They're not so bad. Sega <laughs> was great. Yeah, um, bring back Sega. <laughs> Dreamcast too. Dreamcast. <laughs> um. One thing I will say though about Mega Drive and SNES Wars is multi-format games tended to be better on the Mega Drive, like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, um, because Nintendo wouldn't allow for the gore. Ooh. I mean, yeah. the thing is that we've we've got past the point of morality being a, a factor, saying, "Well, we don't want to expose people to this." It's just a case of, like, whatever they can physically squeeze into that little box and get you to buy Ooh. it. That that was, that was the like Sega's um, whole campaign though, wasn't it? It was like we're cool, we're edgy. It's like you got a, a slow fat Italian plumber who doesn't actually do any plumbing, but 
we've got a super cool hedgehog who goes really quick and he's got the attitude and blah, blah. yeah and that was there that that was the entire campaign for the for Sega against Nintendo and I, I think for a good portion um, it was neck and neck and then Sega would be winning and then Nintendo would be winning and then overall obviously Nintendo are still here that's <laughs> so, true well they did something, consoles right? you mean yeah oh yeah but well, I mean to be fair um, Sonic Mania came out today and it has got tremendous reviews um, it's got a really good uh, Metacritic score um, it's been given 10 out of 10s 9 out of 10s 8 out of 10s uh, Sega didn't make it though so <laughs> <laughs> It's the best uh, reviewed Sonic game since Sonic 2 on the Mega Drive. Jesus Christ. And Sega did not make it. Yeah, are you, are you getting sort of like George Lucas flashbacks here? <laughs> yeah. It's like as soon as you take him out of the picture, all of a sudden, oh, wait, it's, wait, it's good again. Well, they, they Dorkly did a video on this like a long time ago, and like Tails wakes Sonic up, and, and he's like, come on, we got a new game. He's like, oh, God. no more, like team up games and stuff like that it's like no 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 and then they go on and it's basically what if Nintendo owned Sonic <laughs> and he's like in all these really good games <laughs> and then he wakes up and it was all a dream he's like no <laughs> it was quite funny anyway speaking of Nintendo Dan do you want some more news please <laughs> well Dan Nintendo have been sued right I think I've heard this um. Oh man, is it like by a patent office or something? Uh, not uh, to a degree. Um, accessory maker Game Vice is suing Nintendo over its popular Switch console. Um, as reported by Engadget, Game Vice claims the Switch uses the patents it owns without its permission. Yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, I did see. I, I, it was more of a headline more than anything. I was just like, yeah. Sake. Um, quote: According to the uh, suit, which the excuse me, the switch and its removable Joy-Con controllers are too close to Game Vice's vision of a co- combination of detachable game controller and a device with a flexible bridge section. Um, not surprisingly, the lawsuit calls for both damages and a ban on Switch sales. Wow. The WikiPad features dual analog sticks, an analog D-pad, and four analog action buttons. A tablet slash mobile device slides into the device to allow you to play mobile games with the traditional console uh, controls. But ultimately, the whole thing is just a glorified controller. There isn't any smart connections, and surprisingly, as it's listed in the filing, there isn't actually a bridge connector. So they've just tacked that on. I don't think Nintendo are too worried about this. Yeah, I Um, I imagine not. It's basically like, it's it's saying, I drew this at school. (laughs) I thought this would be a great (laughs) idea. I remember when I wanted to play GoldenEye on the bus, and I was like, "What if we just stack like stick a screen inside an N64 controller?" Yeah, and then realised it wouldn't work. But <laughs> it's like, well, as soon as you've designed how it works, the layout, like you know, the actual technical specs and stuff, rather than mm. just what about something that does this? Because if you have to actually thought it through and actually got a product, I mean, if they were selling, if basically if this company was selling something that looked exactly like a Switch, and then the Switch came out. And they were like, whoa, wait a minute. Hmm. You just totally ripped that off. Like, what, yeah. what was it? Uh, Microsoft did something with the disk drives or something years ago? Like, they'd just um, been, like, taking the disk drives from a bloody Blu-ray player or something like that and just sticking it in their consoles. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, it's, 
I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along those lines anyway, and they got mm. bad for that. So, oh, good. <laughs> well, yeah. It's <laughs> just like, don't just sort of take something from somebody else and then just go, okay, now we'll, we'll slightly repackage it and then stick it on the shelf and bang, there you go. But by the same token, don't just say, well, we had a similar idea, but we never did anything with it, so give us money yeah. and well, stop selling I mean, them. I didn't actually... Well, I, I was actually meant to look it up, but I'm not sure if you can buy a Wikipad or not. But with this saying... Um, the controllers are too close to game vision, game vice's vision of a combination of detachable game controller and a device. Does that mean it hasn't been made, and this is literally just a patent? Sounds it. Um, I, I was meant to look it up, and I completely forgot. Um, but there are literally thousands of controllers for Android devices and even iPhone devices. To be fair, Nintendo should be. Have you seen the Game Boy? Um, yeah, the slightly phone into for the it, iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Nintendo right, I'm should looking be going at, after them. <laughs> I'm looking at a Wikipad right now. Right. It looks fuck all like a Switch. It look. Tell you what you need to do, Dan, while you're looking. Put in Sega Game Gear. Yeah, it looks very similar to that. It looks exactly like a Sega Game Gear. But it's it's just it's the slot. That's all it is. Yeah, but that the only difference between that and a normal Android controller is the fact that it connects inside the the holding. Like the Joy Cons are an app, are their own thing, they work on their own. They work with the the Switch uh, tablet, and they work without the Switch tablet. Yeah, but it, it's fixed though. It's not. There's no like. There's no individual controllers or anything. It's it's one fixed unit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You literally slide the screen inside it, whereas the Switch, it all comes together smartly, and it's got smart connectors, and they actually serve a function and a purpose, like. By this logic, Sony could sue them. It looks like a PS Vita. I don't know. It depends on if these controllers come off. Because if they do... No, it's it's one solid thing. It's basically a, like a case with a hole in the middle. And you just slot the screen inside. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at the picture inside. of. But like, there's, there's like the controller things on the side. But I'm not sure if they like come off. I don't think they do. I am... Um... 90% sure it's uh, just a case. Yeah, I think you're right. Like to, a, to a degree. Yeah, and plus should've, they've, they've got it up, really. ABXY on there as well. So, whoever the fuck came up with ABXY for a bloody controller scheme? They should well, sue who, them as well. Who uh, who created the D-pad? Sony? Nintendo. Oh, what? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking like on a a little, con- yeah, yeah. No, the, the D-pad. Uh, NES, yeah. yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure it would be on something similar before that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, who popularised an analogue stick? Atari? That's a joystick. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. On an analogue stick. Thing, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo 64. <laughs> Same as the Rumble features. Yeah, the bloody Rumble pack. Yeah. So, the problem is... It's it's got a similarity in the sense that it's a controller and you can take the screen off. That's where it ends. Well, That's literally where it ends. Yeah, but they also don't own the rights to whatever's going in it. Like it's it's designed to support tablets that you have. Yeah. So you stick it in. Whereas Nintendo own the rights to the actual screen and the dock. Yeah. And like the everything that's inside it. I don't know. I mean, the, 
I, I, I can't imagine this going much further than mm, no. No. If to be honest, I'll be surprised if this goes anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think they're basically trying to drum up attention for this wiki pad. Well, I've, I've just checked them out, so it's working. Yeah. Did you buy one? Yeah, two. <laughs> I sold my switch. Yeah. <laughs> Bought a tablet as well. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that's it for the news, Dan. All right. Okay. Um, you've got some news. You went doing stuff. Yeah, I went to uh, Blackpool, for those who live in England. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of it. It's England not great. Or Blackpool. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't... I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just too snooty now. But like, I, I remember going to Blackpool when I was like I don't know, like 12 or 13 or something. Like, because um, there was a, a lad that my mum looked after. Like, his grandparents, I think, like owned like a and b there. So, like, we stayed over... For the weekend, I guess, um, and it was a dive. This place, like, yeah. like from the seventies, like they had. Although they did have like the, the sort of like the table cabinet things, that had, like yeah. Pac-Man and stuff in, but you had to pay for it. So I was like, oh, oh. fuckers. Um, but that was kind of my. But it was still, you know, it was arcades and stuff. But you were a kid, and everything might as well be a bag of shakes. You're not going to notice it, are you? When there's flashing lights and stuff around. Oh yeah, but. Um, Man, yeah, me and Rick, Rick, friend of the show, obviously, um, mm-hmm. we went to uh, the Star Trek experience, I think it's called, or exhibit? You, you think it's called? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the first two words and I was like, yep, sold. Star Trek. <laughs> um, but yeah, wh- whatever that's called, um, it's like in between like Madame de Swords and ooh, some other thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Gulliver's Kingdom. No, it was, <laughs> I don't know. If you've been there, you'll know where it is. I reckon. Yeah, it's like where all the trams and stuff are. It's pretty cool. Because like the last, I did actually go to Blackpool when I was a kid as well. To there was a, a, a like a sci-fi magazine called SFX. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and um, they did a convention when I was a kid. My sister took me there, and I met like um, the guy who was in Farscape and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like he was trying to. He was Didn't trying he to make get, the wiki pad? <laughs> but um, it was that was pretty cool actually, and I was like, but there's like proper like merchants there, like like selling swords and things. It was awesome. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was like donkey's years ago, and I haven't been to anything back. Like, I haven't been back to anything where they have that sort of like level of. It's just like dudes with stuff. Yeah, just like you yeah. know, these like film, uh, like Remember film cells and stuff. stuff and whatever. Yeah. Um, but we. Yeah, we, we went, sort of went up because like, I saw it on Facebook. Well done, Facebook. Your advertising actually got something right for a change. <laughs> um, but it was like, it's like a permanent, well, it's like a semi-permanent um, exhibit. So it's not just like for a weekend or whatever, so there'd be like 5,000 people going. So we went on a, on a Sunday when I thought, fucking hell, it's going to be rammed. No one there. Well, yeah. I think we, we, we bumped into like two people and that was it. But there was like, there was some amazing sort of like... Uh, it, I mean, like I sent you pictures of everything, mainly yeah. to annoy you, but secondly yeah. to just have a record of it. I'm um, not a very big Star Trek fan, as people will probably know, yeah. and my phone went off a good two hundred times. It was it one was after, like one picture after another. <laughs> <It's like, Yeah. laughs> there were some really good, awesome costumes and stuff there, though. Um, like some were just extras. Like sort of jumpsuits or whatever, and some were actual yeah. like hero outfits, like from films and shows and things. And there was like some hero props, there was some consoles, 
Um, there was a Borg that scared the living fuck out of me. Because, um, <laughs> like, I don't know if I sent you a picture of it, actually, but it's sort of, like, lying down Probably. in a cabinet. But, because we were looking at stuff on the other side of the wall, and then you turn around and it's like, all this Borg stuff on the other side. So I went over to take a picture of it, and then it's just this Borg sort of, like, lying down in, like, a coffin underneath it. It scared the fucking life out of me. Um, and um, then they had, like, a full um, original series bridge, that, well, half of one. Like not didn't have like the view screen and stuff around it, yeah. but it was sort of like basically it's a, a brilliant like photo opportunity kind of thing, which you did, which I totally did. Um, mm. They had a transporter as well, um, like a full transporter pad, but they had like an app that you could download as you went in. They had free Wi-Fi as well, which was awesome. <laughs> but you could download this app, and basically when you point it at certain things, like it's it's an AR app. So like with oh, a camera, cool. when you when someone stood on the, um, the transporter pad, you look at them through the your camera on your phone. And then it does the, and they get beamed away, and that's it's just like that's for free, and it's just it is just like a little photo op gimmicky thing, but yeah, yeah. that's so cool. And like because I've never seen that before, like where they just had like big thing that you can mainly for the start that you you can't usually touch anything, like yeah, you know yeah. there'll be a thing and you've got to walk around it and no one touches it, but this was all stuff that was clearly built to be played with by kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so it's designed to take a bit of a beating. Um, so like the bridge was fine like you couldn't press any of the buttons or anything which is a bit of a ball ache but again they probably break and stuff so whatever um, and there was like like consoles that were quite high up so sort of like out of kid reach and they had like sort of like a do not touch thing on them but they were they were too far out from the wall so you couldn't like put a bit of perspex or something in front of it yeah. so we were we were playing with it <laughs> it was just like some sort of touch buttons it's like oh this is from the actual film and then you'll repurpose for this and oh that's cool because like there's, there's like a ton of stuff that was like from like like it would be like a film like a console from a film yeah and then they'll like take the panels off like the top of it off and then just stick another one on the top and just stick it back on it's a different show <laughs> so they, they've repurposed some of the stuff pretty well but like, even, like some of the detail and like the um, like the the touch pads and things like that like they're slightly embossed from like it's not just like a piece of glass with like paint or something on it like the, there's like each individual button That's like specifically yeah there's like there's a real amount of detail to it like a lot, a lot that I wasn't expecting, so that was pretty cool. Um, so, like, we walked around and, um, yeah, we've seen all the outfits, and we, there was like a few uh, props and, like, you know, tricorders and phases and dilithium crystals, and, you know, a bunch of, like, sort of information about the show and, like, season lengths and how much they'd made and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, just sort of just general information, really. Um, and then we came through the last door, and there was a guy who looked bored out of his mind. Um, <laughs> Simply for the fact that, like I said, because this is open for so long, the, there must just be sort of like people who just sort of wandering past, going, "Oh, do you fancy? Oh, yeah, we'll just pop in there." You know, so there's just there's no busyness to it at all. But they had a PS4 VR or two PS4s VRs set up with Star Trek Bridge Crew on it. Hmm. So me and Rick were like, "Oh man, we've got to play this." And I know that I made a promise that I would never play VR until it was the one I owned. <laughs> but I'm glad that I did, because mainly for the fact that you know we'd gone all the way to Blackpool, we'd had fish and chips on the on the seafront, taking pictures of a guy playing bagpipes. It was great, and then we went. We're going to go at Blackpool Tower, and then it was like, like twenty five quid or something. We're like, fuck that! No, I don't want to see just a top down version of the ship Blackpool and Morley looking at. Oh man, they do like passes and everything, so you can get like access to the pleasure beach. Fuck that! Like the, it's like the sort of like you know, it's like a group pass thing, so you can just go and see all the main sort of attractions, I guess. But the tower being one of them, so we're like, fuck that. Um, but like um, 
so yeah, we, we we went through this 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 thing, and this guy was just like, "Oh, do you want to try the bridge cruise?" So I was like, "Okay, we're here. We're in a Star Trek exhib- exhibition. It's Star Trek VR. I think we've got to really." So we're right. like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So we we got on it, and like Rick's was broken. Like he was basically f- like his hands were facing towards him. <laughs> so he, he had like sort of these weird broken wrists. And so him and the guy were sort of like because basically what they do because like someone did come through afterwards after I'd finished having a go. Um, and they did this thing, and like there, there was one guy who was, um, who was sort of like proper into it. He was just sort of like, "All right, so tell me your orders, you know. Oh, what do you think? What do you know?" And he just sort of like talking, and it was a proper good sort of like interaction, you mm. know, between you know, talk me through what you're going, and it basically explain how the controls and stuff work as well. Yeah. Um, and then there was the the guy that was there for us with the main thing, who was basically just sort of teaching you how to. Just like, okay, well, if you want to do that, you press that button there, and you move your hand over. So he's been like fanning around with Rick, trying to get his headset and stuff working. Me, on the other hand, I've already started the mission. I've warped out of the system. I've arrived. I've shot a few Klingons, saved someone. I'm off to the next system. And he, I just heard him in the background, just going, "Oh, I don't need to tell you anything." <laughs> I was just like, "No, you don't, mate. I'm born for this. Don't you worry about it, my son. I've got this all covered." I did get blown up in the like, end. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I was playing for about about a good sort of 25 minutes, I reckon, maybe about half an hour. But uh, what I, I was becoming conscious of the fact that, oh my god, what if there's a queue? And I'm just yeah. sort of stood here, just, just cracking on. So I mean, I, I got blown <laughs> He's up. already shaved his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I came out. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so Rick, like, they basically had fixed Rick's by this point. So he yeah. was a couple of minutes in. Um, so I was just watching like because we just you know there's a big tv you can see what he's looking at and what he's doing and stuff so we're basically talking him through what to do in this mission and like where the buttons are like because I've, I've just played it so i know how to press all yeah, the buttons and stuff yeah, yeah yeah and then um me and this guy just started talking about just vr and just games in general and we just sort of left rick to himself <laughs> But like he was doing like the most boring mission as well. It was just like go here, scan this anomaly, avoid this thing, and then scan this thing. And I was just like, oh man, I was blowing stuff up and everything. It's like you picked literally the worst mission of all. But they did have the option because it was the full game, so they yeah. did have the option to do like the the old school bridge. Mm. But I, I didn't want to risk it because I've seen people play that bridge and it just looks. Bear in mind that I'm just sat in it as well yeah. from like in the other fucking room. And there's no way that you can, like, at least with the, the sort of the J.J. Abrams style ships, that, you know, they're intuitive. They've got a, a straightforward, this button does this, you press this to do this. Yeah. Whereas that one, it's just, here's 64 blinking different coloured lights. Yeah. <laughs> press the right one. <laughs> yeah, like, this one goes right, and then the one above it goes left. <laughs> it's that sort of stuff. It's really weird and complicated. But that's the point, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, there'll be people that automatically know what each button does already uh, maybe it, it depends on whether it's stringent to the show because like I mean I know that a lot of things they have to stay particularly rigid on but like what yeah. buttons people are pressing on like to fly the ship or whatever I, I don't know if it was that sort of like well controlled or whatever or well, unless... they might have based it on that though they might have gone this is what they, he they, usually yeah. presses to go left yeah, yeah. they watched X amount of episodes and gone well 80% of this shows are pressing this button for Oh, them. like Galaxy Quest. Yeah, pretty much. Because like, they just say, well, we based how the ship works on what you were doing. And he's like, oh, right. I'm making it up. I don't know what you're doing. But it, it's, it's like, I mean, the, the experience itself, I mean, putting the, riff, uh, the, 
the, the PS4 VR on. It looked awful, right? Mm. I, I, I genuinely didn't expect it to look sort of all blurry and pixelated as it did. Almost like you've held like a, a sort of like a, a PSP up to your eye. Yeah. Like to still yeah. see all the pixels and bits and pieces. Um, that I wasn't expecting, but you do get used to it very, very, very quickly. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you are you forget. I mean, if I'd have had music in as well, like headphones and stuff, like my headphones now, yeah, I, I could have been there all day. I'm not. I'm not joking. Like it, it's it is so overwhelming as to like how detailed everything is. You and, have to bear in mind that this is a, essentially a cheap headset. Compare like comparative to yeah, yeah. Vive and Oculus, so there's going to be trade-offs. But yeah, but like I say, I mean, you sort of put it on and go, it. "Oh well, I didn't think it would look like this." But mm. then, as soon as you've adapted to that, and then you understand how your hands work and stuff in the game, everything just becomes second nature. And yeah, and yeah. so quickly. Um, I mean, I think it would probably be different for you because I know that you're not quite as you don't get quite sucked in as I do. Um, like, like because I, I mean, it would depend on what the game like. This Star Trek game. Oh no! I'd, I mean, I'd probably just be like, "Eh, it's fun." I think you'd enjoy what? it for a bit of sort of a, you know, me shouting at you for twenty minutes or whatever. Just saying, I, just I would fucking like turn to, the shields on. Yeah, I would like to do a series on it, and it's like you telling me to press all these buttons and stuff, and you turn around, I'm just eating a hot dog. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think if it was like, like I mean, like the Batman VR, I think I could really get into. I don't know. Um, See, that's the one thing because it's because it's like restricted. What's well, so heavily restricted because you can't do anything. Hmm. Like you just, you know, if they did just like a CSI game where it was just like you know movement isn't key. <gasps> Whereas you, oh, maybe yeah. Because I mean, you could do a bit of driving. Like you know, you've got the yeah. things so you could drive and you could change gears and stuff, and that'd be pretty sweet. Um, but like you know, just like you know, fighting and stuff. It's just like you can't just fight on the spot. That's why I don't think like the Star Wars Connect stuff worked well because you don't feel like you're a Jedi. And the fact you were dancing. Well, that was just on the camp, the, the yeah. side mission thing. But on the campaign, you basically just sort of swing your arm, and that's about it. Yeah. You don't get anything back from it. Whereas this, it was made for it. You're just sat in a chair, pressing buttons. Hmm. And I mean, what well, I tell you, what was really weird though is because like they it was basically just in a chair up against a wall. That's where you sat. But then as soon as you've got it on. And like you look at your hands, and your hands are in exactly the same position, like facing the same way, and everything. Yeah. And you look down at your legs, and there's like legs there. Yeah. And you're just like, these aren't my legs, but holy shit, they're <laughs> like cramp. The, they're like in exactly the same position, and everything. And you look behind, it's like the back of a chair that's there and stuff. Like, it's it's so immersive, it's unbelievable. I, I was not expecting it to be. I mean, that's not to say that the the game itself was fantastic or whatever. It's just that that was my first experience. In a, a a modern a proper VR VR headset, yeah. and yeah, it absolutely blew my mind. I mean, to the point where while Rick was fanning around doing his mission, I was on um, Amazon seeing what kind of prices I was looking at. <laughs> so that that experience alone was enough for me to make me go, I should just get one and just get Star Trek, and I'll be happy with that. I don't care if anything else doesn't like comes out for it or it all fades away or whatever. As long as I can continue to play this whenever I want to. I'm sorted because it, it is. Mind, though. Uh, yeah, realism <laughs> sort of sets in. You go, actually, that's probably not a good idea, but it, that still doesn't take away from the experience itself. It was. No. I mean, I, I wish that me and Rick could have played together because I think that would have been so much cooler. Yeah. Like, if we could have been on, on the same bridge doing stuff and talking to each other. 
Um, so I was a bit gutted that we couldn't end, but I know that he enjoyed it as well, and we were both sort of like, okay, well, we need to get this at some point. And I, I genuinely will, because it was great. Hmm. Um, it's just going to be at a time where it's not a piss take. Um, and, like, because like, then we sort of came out of there, and then, like, we went through into the gift shop, and there was, like... Because usually I like sort of, like, buying, like, little tokens and stuff, just sort of... Because my memory's shit. <laughs> I'll see that in, like, five years' time and go, oh, fuck, yeah, when we went to Blackpool, that was awesome. Mm. Um, to set a, a standard for what was in there, there was a little bear, right, wearing an Enterprise, like, the, the latest season. Not the, the latest show, sorry. Not the new one that's coming out, like, the last show that they filmed. Right. Wearing one of their little sort of jumpsuit uniform things, little bit. I'd say probably a bit bigger than your hand, maybe. Like sort of like you know the back of its ass to the yeah, top of its yeah, head. Yeah. Ninety quid. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I was just Jesus like, Jesus Christ. What? Like so, I mean, they had like some. They had some pretty cool like. I tell you what, actually, one thing that they did have that was pretty cool. It was like sort of like a Star Trek paraphernalia through the years, so going all the way back to like the nineteen sixties, and there was like hmm. a toy that was released in that year. And it went all the way through to like current current day, hmm. and I spotted quite a few things that I own and still own now, like the like the old communicators and stuff. You could record stuff and then it would play back to you. Oh, oh, so yeah. cool! <laughs> but um, yeah, there was uh, there was like there was like some like the models and stuff. I I don't think I could ever get bored of the the models because they look. It's just you know it's just beautiful ship design at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, so it's it's irrelevant as to where what you know is Babylon Five. You know, I might watch the show, but. You go, fuck me, that's a cool-looking ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, again, they're so expensive. Um, and then there was, like, a bag, a pretty cool-looking sort of bag, but that was about 120 quid as well. It was sort of like a hold-all thing. That's it's why it's like... free. <laughs> <laughs> what, to get in? No, the fucking, like, playing on the PS4 and stuff. Oh, right, yeah, to soften you up a bit. Yeah. And then you get get you in the mood, and then you go, "Oh, it's bad." Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, what about that PSVR? Oh, everything's good. Yeah, did they did they sell uh, Bridge Commander or Bridge Crew, whatever it's called? Uh, no, they didn't. Funnily enough, that's weird. Yeah, you thought so? Like, because I'd, I'd expect to take that VR off, and he stood there with like a consent form, saying, "Like, <laughs> yeah. put your bank details on, we'll send a VR <laughs> yeah. to your house," sort of thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, just sort of like it, it was just like we were only in there for a couple of hours, I reckon. But would you go again? Well, there's no point now. I mean, if I've seen everything. New stuff. If they if they change the exhibit out, if it was like a museum and they you know they had like a touring whatever, and that arrived, I'd, I'd yeah, I'd consider going back. Sure, it was a pretty fun sort of day. What if they did like a um, you know the. Uh... Like the ship experiences you go in, and you you sit inside like the ship, and then like it flies around and stuff. Oh, like the simulators. Yeah, simulators. That's the fucking word. I thought. Yeah, what yeah. Do, what if they do one of them? This would probably be better for it with Star Wars. So you're in a Tie Fighter, an X-wing, but you've got a uh, like an Oculus on or something. So you like you are moving around and stuff, but you, like when you move your head and stuff, that's when you you see all the shit and you can yeah, shoot that would shit be down. Cool. That'd be yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm going to patent that. You, you go for it. I'm sure Nintendo will be straight on it. <laughs> we did Rogue Squadron. You bastard. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that, Dan. No, yeah, um, I think it was a genuinely... If, if you happen to be in the Blackpool kind of area or in the north within reasonable distance of Blackpool and you're into Star Trek, like I mean, th- there's literally nothing else there but, you know, it's not like a sci-fi walk around or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing but that there. 
But if you've got an appreciation for, you know, sort of good costumes and things like that, it, I, I can't remember how much it was. It wasn't much to get in. Um, and you get a free go on bloody bridge crew as well, providing there's yeah. no one else there. I'm, I'm, surprised, I'm sure you could still have a go. You just have to wait. <laughs> yeah, no one fucking wants to wait around there. If, honestly, I, I if there'd like been queues. someone sat there, I'd have been like, no, forget it. No, you wouldn't. I, honestly, I, I, can't, I can't deal with queues at all. What, fucking what, hate them. Even if like, you were the only person waiting... <laughs> Yeah, because then I'm just an idiot on my own. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, how fucking desperate and lonely do you have to be? Whoa. Fucking <laughs> Anyway, um, as Dan said earlier, uh, we have a store now. We do. So you can head over to the website, which is www.podcastbasedplayer.com or .co.uk. And uh, you can click on the little store link and it'll take you to the store. Do we not have a web address for the store? Is yeah, but it's, it's long. <laughs> it's quick <laughs> if you just go to the website. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, there's quite a lot of stuff on there, including official podcast first player merchandise, which you're probably not interested in. No, so, not at all. there are a lot um, of other stuff that's not podcast first player related. It's just fun stuff. Um, so check it out um, if you like something. Just buy it. Don't think about it. <laughs> Just do it. Just do um, it. You, I'm sure you've got a birthday coming up or uh, an anniversary. There's a stuff for every occasion. There's yeah. <laughs> when when you know when it's your golden anniversary uh, or diamond ruby, one of the big ones, you know, sapphire pearl, all the big Pokemon games. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you Why don't you treat each other to a, a what the fuck is a teraflop? T-shirt from uh, <laughs> the PVP Redbubble store. Go for it. Why you deserve the it. fuck not? Yeah, you deserve it. You've been good this year. Um, as well as a link to uh, the store, you can see everything on the on the website, including all the YouTube videos. Alternatively, where can they go to watch these videos, Dan? You can go to youtube.com forward slash podcast vs player. Well done. You did it. Yeah. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at PodcastVPlayer or on Instagram at PodcastVersusPlayer. Um, we don't know what's coming up on the channel. Um, we're going to film a video now and um, we'll see what else I know what's done. coming up on the channel. What's coming up on the channel, Dan? Oh, I, I didn't know you were going to follow that through. Oh, you thought it was like an empty threat. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realise you were going to call my bluff immediately. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Dan. I'm going to edit in some uh, game show music and go what's on Dan's monitor well I hope you don't but <laughs> sure which do you what want is... left or right uh, I'm going to go left I think I did right last time ok well allow me to change it because that you'll never get in a million years ok Oh, okay. Now this one you definitely will get. And not only is it on topic with PvP, it's also on topic for what's been discussed at some point on this bloody podcast. Oh, is it uh, Star Trek related? It is. Is it Dan plays Star Trek Online? It's not, but good call. Oh, God damn it. Star Trek. Um, PvP related. Is well, it a cover for a video? Yeah. Not really. It's kind oh. of a picture that you've just sort of. I don't know if you've just done it for my entertainment. Actually, no. It was. I think it was the like a cover for a an experimental show thing that you did for a bit. Is it? Um, 
Starcom. Yeah. <laughs> the space sitcom. It is indeed. Wowzer. Well I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I know, right? It's only like until it's just popped up. Should probably pick up on that at some point. <laughs> yeah. It was basically it was something that Cam did where because uh, like Jane it's in all seriousness, um like most Star Trek series have got quite a bit of comedy in them. Like mm. the not like sort of like telling jokes and but it's usually like sort of like people just going, Oh, you idiot. Or you know, data getting confused about something. Whatever. It's it's it has its funny moments. Yeah. But there was a really good thing. I don't know. What, I don't even know how this fucking came around. But like you, it was found... on a podcast. Was it? Yeah, where I said um, Star Star Trek would be better if it was a sitcom. Yeah, if I had a laughter track to. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it was just like it was, and I, I even know the fucking episode that you got that from as well. But like basically, <laughs> um, someone was trying to hail them to. You know, they were coming to terms about something or other. And Picard was like, "No, fuck him. Let him wait. Let him bloody sweat it out." That's what he was. That's what he was doing. And they were just like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> but then, like, whenever he said, "No," and then you just add in a little laugh track afterwards, <laughs> and then he'd sort of stand up and like adjust his top, and then he'd start walking around the bridge, and then another one would kick. It just, it just really worked. I don't know why. It just, it was proper funny. I was really, I was really proud of that. There it was, was, it was um, really good. Yeah. The episode two has started. Um, I, th- I can't remember if it, if it was Picard Day at the end of that episode. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sure it was. I'll have to have a look. But Bear in I mind, did... I haven't seen this since the day you put it up. So. Yeah, um, I'll have to have another look. But there's um, a clip where Picard's in bed and he rolls over. And oh, and Q's Q there. Is there. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I already know like, what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. but I'd put in like... Um, uh, it's it's like something from Friends or something like that, like that kind of sitcom. But like you know, like where they kiss, it's like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, oh, I love Cube. Cube's the best. Yeah. Well, I, I was. It, it worked a lot better, and it had like a Cheers style intro and stuff, and yeah, it was like bloopers at the end. It but was, it's still on uh, YouTube.com forward slash podcast. It's not. It's oh. in Google Drive, Dan. We never uploaded it. <laughs> Are you serious? No. I shall upload it later. Oh, fuck me. Well, yeah, definitely. Because that, if, that, that if, deserves the light of day, I'm sure. If, if there's a good enough view count on it and stuff, I shall continue and make a mini-series out of it. Are we, are we talking double figures? Uh, at least. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's got to at least get to ten. <laughs> um, but no, but I, I had wrote out um, an entire episode guide for the first season. Oh, fantastic! And I'd even done like an Archer-style cover art for the box. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really like the you know, the box set that's on this picture. To be honest, I think it's that one. It's like yeah. like the cell shaded. No, no, no! Like they're all just sort of sat on a thing. Oh yeah, yeah! Like just a solo DVD one. Yeah, it's just the casting. It looks awesome. Yeah, I love it. yeah. It's great. Um, I was, I enjoyed that. I'd forgotten all about that. Well, there you go. See, bringing back the, the old with the new or whatever. Starcom. Now, now they need to do a Starcom VR. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what? The, the people, a bunch of people have made sort of like interior enterprise VR things. Some of them look fucking amazing, mm. like proper, like unbelievably good. Like, that's, get there. It's stuff like that in itself where you just sort of like, yeah. It, if you open this up to just sort of people just making like passion projects and stuff, man, you could like just wonder. Like someone's like, well, I've spent the last three years and I've planned out the entire interior of the Death Star. Yeah, and you can you go can in every lift else. and go to every floor and wander around and do whatever. Well, oh. Oculus are bringing out a £200 Oculus Rift set, so we'll that, have to be, see. that might be the time. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've got extra news as well. 
Ooh. It's very quickly, because it's not important, but uh, No Man's Sky had a massive update over the last few days or so. So I went back on there, check it out. Oh, is that it? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing no else worth of no, no. Well, I uh, I had an update on Warframe. <laughs> Brilliant. It was a gig. Wow. Well, this was four, I think. Whoa, fucking hell. Well, they, they changed like some of the, the they changed a couple of the UI things. Um, the, the, I really don't like the base building aspect to it. They still haven't sorted out the stupid inventory things. So you still need to have like a certain amount of slots free, which is garbage. Um, literally, the only thing I wanted to sort out, and I could deal with it. But I did find a new ship. But I was stuck on a planet for two and a half hours. It was burning, scalding hot because I didn't have all the resources to. Do. <sighs> it's a drain. Yeah, it's that fucking game is. I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> I still do like it. It's just that, as of yet, they just haven't. It still hasn't reached its potential. No, what it was sold on. It won't. <laughs> it won't. Every now and then, you come across like this weird sort of spore creature, and you're just like, "Well, that's not like the beautiful sort of like brachiosaur size, like fucking monsters and stuff that you'd see like wandering around planets that they sold me on." So maybe I just need to get to the right solar system. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Black and white VR. Oh, black and white. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that all day. Populous VR. Populous oh. VR. No. <laughs> yeah, Populous, Populous the beginning, VR. Top Populous down. A, Populous AR. So you, no. can, like, you can do it on Cast your table. Stuff. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that'd be ace. Or, there we go. VR bloody Command & Conquer. Really you just good. got like a top-down... No, no. Like a top-down <laughs> view and you can sort of fly around and send... Oh, I'm talking myself back into it. I need to get one of these things. I know all this is coming. No, you don't. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can check out all the stuff aforementioned um, via the uh, social stuff. That will be in the description of this very podcast if you're watching it on YouTube. If you're listening to it on the website, all the stuff's already there. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, check it out. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bizzles. Next week? Really? Week after. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>